welcome to the Pen and Paint podcast. This is episode one of our new podcast series where we talk about arts, culture, and uh, also the creative entrepreneurial side of being a full-time artist. I'm Malcolm Dewey, a full-time painter, and with me is... I'm Matthew Dewey, and I'm a full-time writer. And we will be getting together and chatting about all of that stuff I already mentioned. Some of it irreverent, some of it useful, and hopefully all of it worth listening to. So I recommend at this stage that you click on subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. With that done, I think it's time to dive into something perhaps meaty to start this series off. So Matthew, what are you clutching in your shivering fingers there? What I'm clutching is some proof saying that it is possible to be published despite all the odds. Well, that is hard to believe. How do you manage that, Matthew? Well, one of the first questions all writers have, especially the beginners, is will my book ever be published? Will they be good enough for a publisher to say, well, I'm going to put this on the bookshelves? Well, probably not. But I suppose you're going to set me straight on that. It isn't uh, entirely easy to be published. It never would be, I suppose. However, there is an actually decent chance of being published if you put in the right amount of effort. Yes. According to publishers, when they look at books, there is 95% chance that it is just going to be absolute rubbish. The writing is either a mess, the words misspelt, the grammar awful, or the writer is simply trying to put themselves through therapy, through their own writing. Uh, What you actually mean by this is that the publisher feels the chance of making a profit from a book is extremely unlikely for 95% of the submissions they get. Absolutely, because the writing is awful. The other 5% are just books with original ideas and, quite frankly, great writing. Mm. By simply having all your words spelt, you're giving yourself a fantastic chance of being published. Uh, Matthew, how many publishers have turned away books that have turned out to be bestsellers? I mean, you, you keep hearing about things like this, even how many... S- Chimes that J.K. Rowling submit her manuscripts only to be rejected, or Stephen King, John Grisham, all of these. Do publishers even know what they are doing? Well, when it comes to those examples, most likely Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, and so on, went and made changes, or they did a little read-through and found silly mistakes, and they were adjusted. However, it does come down to also the last 5%. Most of the time, you're going to end up with, as a publisher, this 5%, and you'll only be publishing 1% of it. The reason being is you have to choose what is the best of the time. So perhaps those who were turned away were turned away for better options. And when they submitted their next book in comparison to the other 80%, they found that theirs were better, and the publisher decided to put Stephen King and J.K. Rowling on the shelf because the other 80% just weren't meeting their standards. Mm. All right, but let's have a look at the world in general. All right, since since all of those big art 
or big writers probably really got started before the digital age. Internet, basically. So let's say we got millions of people in the world right now who want to publish. Surely the publishing traditional route, publishing house, is a thing of the past. It absolutely is. Self-publishing has become the new thing. People today want to have their books ready and available the moment they finish writing them. And the internet, as always, has a service for just that. Okay, so you're suggesting that self-publishing is a valid way for first-time writers to get their work published. It is certainly the best option. Writers today have a poor chance, as I stated earlier, Mm. of entering in their novel to a publisher and finding it rejected months later. In that time, the writer could have easily made sales through self-publishing and their own marketing. So with that, self-publishing is definitely the way to go for any beginner author right now because publishing just leaves you with too much waiting time and that time could be better used making sales and hopefully, if things turn out well in the future, perhaps hitting an Amazon bestseller list, Mm. you'll be approached by a publisher and things can go even bigger. So right now, it would be best for any of those young entrepreneurs out there with their book ready to publish to consider doing some self-publishing and their own marketing. Okay, in, in general, I agree. And, you know, we, we have both published uh, books, self-published books. I've published a few non-fiction about art, and you've published fiction, um, fantasy type fiction but with my my experience with self-publishing is well it it just shows me one thing and that is that making a living out of self-publishing well that that is extremely elusive and I don't want to put people off publishing but from my point of view self-publishing is more about content or making content and showing people who are interested in your work or services that you know what you're talking about and you can be helpful to them but I have yet to be convinced that it is a money-making proposition on its own. Do you have similar feelings? Absolutely. Writing on its own cannot simply like any starting of a business just work from the get-go. Anything that starts out in the beginning requires a lot of work before you even make your first sale. And even then, you need to maintain this consistent work before you start outputting, before you start selling plenty of your product and making a decent income. So I believe with writing, you're going to have to start it out as a hobby to your day job. And hopefully the chances of a career can burst from it. Otherwise, you need to start doing something that is fairly difficult. You're going to have to become an entrepreneur, but building it on just a single book alone won't get you anyway. You need to do a lot of work behind the scenes, you need to do some marketing, you need to do some establishing of yourself on the internet before you can even be considered. Well, that kind of sounds like the route I've had to discover as an artist. Perhaps one of the most important things, just jumping ahead, is just thinking about multiple streams of income 
and multiple ways to develop your business. So some of them turn into income, others help build your uh, knowledge, your expertise, and also your reputation. You know, I think if there's another nugget I can look back on and say that everything does take time and persistence, you've got to be consistent yourself. You say, you know, don't just don't just write one book, self-publish it, and then give up disappointed that uh, it doesn't feature in your number 150 million on the Amazon list for that category. Um, it just says that uh, maybe you haven't gone about... Uh, well, it could be many things. Maybe your topic needs to be researched better. Maybe you simply don't have the marketing behind it, which you've got to generate mostly through yourself or collaborate with others. Uh, there are many ways, I suppose, to do it, but you have to, you have to bring in many skills, which really, I guess, what you're saying with entrepreneurship these days, you have to wear many hats, have many different skills, and then work from there. Absolutely. Any content creator today needs to have multiple streams of income, as you mentioned. And by simply having one book out there, you have one stream of income, if it can even be considered a stream, because you have yet to make any sales when you start. It's like in any content creator, be it an artist or a writer or video maker on YouTube, you're going to be needing to put in a lot of effort in. And even then, you're going to have to branch off into other mediums. You can't just make your money off of writing unless you're a bestseller. And with those chances being low in the start, you're going to have to find your income through other means as well. Mm. Yeah, there's a real truth in something I heard the other day, and that is we as content makers, let's put it that way, content makers on the internet, we've got a website, we've got some social media, maybe a podcast like this, whatever. You do all, all this work, you put it out there, and you're then amazed to find that so few people seem to know about it. Um, because you can find yourself standing so close to the coalface that you forget the big picture, and that is that you are one voice in millions. So expecting an overnight um, viral success, it, it's simply unrealistic. Um, you have to keep on going because you don't know that, um, well, you don't know who's listening, but most importantly, when you think that you're making a big splash or you even think that you are <laughs> over-marketing, turns out that uh, you've probably been under-marketing yourself and people, you know, they forget. They hear something today, they've forgotten. By the end of the day, something else has taken their attention and, and you're not as famous or as popular as you thought you were. So you just have to keep on. I absolutely agree because I think that's what a lot of internet stars, and I say that with big bold quotation marks, they believe they are the best thing on this planet. Yet when they log on and check their social media, they find their followers stagnant or decreasing because quite frankly, they lack the dedication to their art. As with any beginner entrepreneur today, the first real task that you 
bringing yourself up to is dedication and consistency. The internet notices people being consistent. They notice how long they're being consistent, which is why so many seem to fall flat because they either decide I'm not making enough money straight away and they leave what they have behind. Mm -hmm. As a result, the internet will forget about them very quickly and it's now comes down to those people who are still going. There are many factors that you can boost your uh, presence on the internet, boost your followers, boost everything that is your image. But if you lack the dedication to continue with this, it will fall flat very fast. And like I said, the internet does notice this. So like you say, you can market yourself brilliantly. You can keep marketing yourself for a while, but the moment that you stop and your content streams uh, also stop, so will the income and it will stop fast. Yeah, I think when you're talking about the internet, I suppose it's, it's uh, mostly aimed at something like Google. Yeah. Um, but obviously also all the other social media channels you are using, you build that up with some time. Why self-publish? Well, all right, we've established that you need to Consider self-publishing because it is now so much easier, it's quick, doesn't really cost a lot. And if you follow a lot of good practices, book covers, research your topics, get all the various bits and pieces sorted out to give yourself the best chance, you can get that book out there. So in my case, it's about non-fiction and it's mostly... Well, you know, I want to put books out there that might be helpful to other artists. And secondly, it's also to teach myself, teach myself about my my subject. And then third, you know, it builds up some credibility. When I'm teaching, at least students can get an idea that uh, I might know what I'm talking about as far as painting is concerned. So... In my case, I'm, it's the typical build-up uh, and some sort of expertise, another layer to the CV. But uh, in your case, you are writing fiction. How do you think a fiction writer should go about building up their, um, let's call it their credibility or expertise as a writer, especially young writers um, like yourself and you're also writing for a mostly a young market well when it comes down to writing fiction it isn't about having a cv credential although writing a book is quite an achievement when it comes down to fiction you have to build a fan base you have to have people dedicated to your writing when it comes to any of the popular fiction today you always find that the authors are followed by many people who enjoy their writing or you'll find that they have channels dedicated to the series or novel, which are again followed by the people who enjoy the books. As a result, the fiction author will make their money from the fans, the people who enjoy their writing. So in order to build up your fan base, you're going to have to push your book to the right people. You can push your non-fiction to those interested, such as students, professors and so on, anyone interested in the subject will happily read a non-fiction book. However, when it comes to fiction, there are quite a few readers out there who have plenty to choose from. So you're up against the challenge of trying to beat other authors, saying this book is better, 
but you're more looking at this book has a unique interesting story which just comes down to the publishing thing I mentioned earlier because what it matters is having a unique story by giving a unique story the reader gets interested in saying alright I haven't read something like this before a hundred times so they'll quite happily give your book a chance then it all comes down to will that first chapter grab them Fiction is definitely a hit and miss, which is why so many prolific authors have plenty of books which have missed, yet have quite got a few hits. Stephen King, as we mentioned earlier, has written fantastic amounts of books, yet quite a lot of them have fallen flat, and those which have hit have went on to become famous movies based on the books. So it all comes down to building up that right fan base, and the best way you're going to do that is putting heart and soul into your writing. Non-fiction, you put your mind into it, you show your knowledge, you show your skill, but with fiction, you're going to have to show your imagination and spirit. So I believe with fiction, you really have to approach it definitely, not only with an entrepreneur trying to push your book, but you're going to have to approach the writing differently, not just with your mind, but with your imagination, because you have to cry, try and create something that's unique. And that's what will capture your readers. So a few tactics that I've come across um, and tried out is um, to, to publish on a few... Well, I've tried a few platforms for publishing. Obviously, you need to get your book onto Amazon. I also have tried out draft to digital um, which I think is is really great for its ease of publication. Um, you can upload your work to draft to digital with a minimum of uh, formatting. They've also brought in audiobook function as well. It's relatively easy and relatively cheap anyway to get your audiobook published. A very nice feature is um, getting hard copy publications of your book. It's simply a case of ticking a box and, and they take care of the hard copy publication. Well, I know with Amazon, um, hard copies is a real blooming nightmare because formatting the cover and contents and um, also if you've got pictures in your uh, manuscript, getting it published on Amazon was, was a real headache. I think they've been doing things to improve their creator's experience with uh, hard covers or, or hard copies. So with printed books, print on demand, I should be saying, has become a bit easier, I think, on Amazon now. On top of that, adding there to draft to digital draft to digital now allows uh, publication to Amazon as well. True. So if you want to make things a little easier, it'll be able to and be able to publish your book to Amazon. Go through draft to digital mm. Of course, you'll need to optimize your book, as you mentioned earlier, to that of a hardcover, uh, a hard copy book. In which case, it'll be different for your ebook, uh, but it'll fit both criteria quite nicely, and Amazon happily accepts it, of course. Mm. So it's a great way to go if you want to skip the mission of publishing to two places and simply just leave it to one, which is draft to digital Self-publishing is definitely worth doing and you'll learn a hell of a lot by just getting it done and uh, achieving something, getting your 
manuscript out of your head onto the computer and then t turning it into something that's published. And then as soon as you finish that, you start the next one and just keep on. With books, it's definitely a good idea to have a series, whether it's fiction or non-fiction. Aim for three to six books, as difficult as that may be in the fiction side, perhaps easier in non-fiction. But, you know, stick to your, your genre. If, if you're interested in painting, then write non-fiction books about that. You know, build up your expertise in, in that field and uh, get some books out there. Uh, I think with uh, you, Matt, and your non-fiction, I mean, you are writing a short story a day. And I think that is a good example of just knuckling down and building up your writing skills. Absolutely. And a lot of good comes for it. As you mentioned earlier, it is going to be harder for fiction writers to come up with several stories on the spot unless they're working with a series. In which case, it comes down to do you have enough ideas to work with if you're going to reach that mark of six novels at the max. In which case, I would recommend you go through any ideas that come to mind, favorite genres to work with, and create a small list. You needn't have anything as lengthy as story a day uh, to build up your list. However, having a good handful of ideas to work with might actually give you something great in the future. Perhaps you stumble upon a idea and when you finally get down to writing it, it might be something that you truly enjoy. And that might become a series in itself. All of these are a lot of mats, but it all comes down to putting in the work. When you put in the work, you definitely get the results. And the same applies to both nonfiction and fiction. When you say putting in the work, one of the things writers always seem to be struggling with is actually getting their butt in the seat and starting to produce some work. Famous stories about procrastination and I think that all comes down to fear of actually writing something that's really bad. So what is your daily routine as far as writing is concerned? My daily writing routine is just to maintain writing as an important habit. Anything that a writer does is for the good of their book, but the one uh, thing that should come priority, the one priority you should have is writing. So my short story a day has helped set in that habit of writing every day. Like exercise, writing is something you can't simply stop and then get back into a few days later. It's a difficult task to do. Uh, writing in itself is a marathon. Uh, you're not doing short sprints, you have to work at it for a long period of time and the only way you can lessen that long period of time is consistent writing. So you'll find that a lot of writers might take years to write a book from beginning to end and be happy with the result. But that is because they took a day off or two days off and those two days led into a week and some even a month. As a result you end up with wasted time and a hobby long forgotten. And by the time you finally get back into writing the book, your mindset isn't in the right place. Mm -hmm. You've forgotten important details, you're starting to make mistakes, and you might as well just scrap it and start over again. Because you're just going to ruin the book if you continue writing from something you barely remember. So you start early in the morning, 
I find that writing uh, the best times of the day to write is early in the morning. Later in the afternoon, your writing is going to be rather poor. I think I found that out recently when I was working a job. The best time I found to write the day was in the morning before I went to work. The result to reaching that point was quite a revelation. I tried to make time for writing in the evening, but I think for most writers out there who are going to be working a day job, when you get back from work, the last thing you want to do is anything that's close to work. Writing is an important hobby, an important passion to have, but you're going to find that when you get back from a hard day, you can't get back into it. I think the best time to actually have your creative ideas ready in your mind is the moment you wake up. You have all of this imagination ready to start the day with, and putting that imagination into your writing before you go to work is a fantastic habit. It sounds like a tough one to me. I don't think it's, uh, it can be easy to start a new habit of writing. But I know that there are uh, many writers that have adapted and had to change their their lifestyles and they get up at 4 30 or 5 in the morning write for an hour hour and a half get ready go to work so it's definitely possible certainly um, just yeah. requires a lot of sacrifice quite frankly you're going to need some sleep at the end of the day mm. and to come home from work and then just do what you can to relax before you go to sleep and you need to obviously get the right amount of sleep and it's a whole big balancing act Mm-hmm. So making the time to write it requires dedication and a lot of willpower. Absolutely. It does remind me of that famous book now, Stephen Pressfield's The Art, The War of Art. Isn't that Sun Tzu? <laughs> no, Stephen Pressfield's book. <laughs> What's it? The War of Art. Struggle that every artist goes through in trying to get they butt into the seat or get behind the easel or whatever it is. Right. You know, he talks about procrastination and all the obstacles that come into your way. He calls it the resistance, which is basically a creature that you create in your own mind and in your life to trip you up and to stop you from getting to work. So whether it's endlessly messing around in the kitchen when you should be getting back to your desk and writing or fear of failure or coming up with all sorts of chores that have to be done first you know the 101 things that relentlessly come between you and your your work and if you haven't got hold of that book i do recommend reading it because he puts it into a great story of how difficult it is to create your art, but how important it is for you to overcome the resistance and get back yeah. to, to creating. And it's also the same with, with painting. You know, I have a lot of students who take courses or take lessons or even do some coaching with me for their painting, but struggle to do a painting in a month, you know, and... I mean, it's difficult to, for everybody to find a, a lot of time, for sure. But let's say to do a small painting takes an hour. And what they're saying is they can't find an hour in a week. And some of them battle to find an hour in a month. Now, that 
it doesn't mean that they have the even if they don't have a particularly busy life you will always find an excuse not to do something if you don't commit to just getting down and doing the work you know if you watch tv well you've already lost hours and hours in a month that you could have been creating something absolutely get rid of the tv that's step one <laughs> um, change your life completely you know and i mean i know this from personal experience i mean you still got the internet that's going to take up time um, but a lot more profitably perhaps than sitting and watching a tv you find time you will find the time now you just got to be committed to getting the job done and by making a start i think in in future episodes we're going to talk more about um, more specific tips about uh, getting to work um, whether you write or paint or make things whatever it doesn't matter things to look out for that are going to trip you up tips to getting your work done and published exhibited sold um, we're going to also look at ways to promote your art make sure your art and crafts even are hit the marketplace give you a better chance of selling things like that and if you have any questions about topics that you want some more information on you can definitely send it our way the whole process of creating really starts from ideas uh, starts in the mind and everything moves from that um, it all depends on your attitude and uh, giving yourself a good chance of success Okay, that's it for this first episode. In uh, future episodes, we're going to be delving into other topics as well, like um, books being published that uh, we've read and reviewing, movies, TV series, and uh, the world of um, painting as well. So if you don't want to miss any future episodes, please remember to subscribe to the Pen and Paint podcast. If you want to find out more about uh, what we're getting up to, you can find uh, me at my website, malcolmdeweyfineart.com, and uh, contact Matthew about his writing at thependsleuth.com. He also gives courses on uh, writing as well, so you can um, chat to Matthew and get more information about his books and writing at thependsleuth.com. Okay, that's it for now. Until next time, cheers.